everyone, welcome back to another episode of the BTU Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Harjot Suri. I got my boy here, Mr. Varun. Hey guys, Varun's here. <laughs> How you How's doing, it going, man? Oh. <laughs> uh, you go first, you go first. All right, well, it's been good. I just finished exams, so I'm kind of relaxing oh, yeah. a little bit for summer school. But yeah, I'm chilling. It's been good. What about you? What's your uh, plans for the summer? Um, Summer school, I'm just doing summer school pretty much you're taking like a bunch of courses yeah just one course uh probably like two or three yeah solid yeah what about it's a good you? way to keep yourself busy um me uh i my work term's almost done cool. luckily so i have like less than a week left so that's going on um and then i got school starting in a couple weeks right so yeah just uh getting ready to die in a few weeks once school starts but you know <laughs> hey, it's stressful i understand so. yeah it's gonna be difficult for the transition so yeah. i have to get mentally prepared for it going from co-op which is just like easy relaxed suddenly studying again true so let's see let's see how that goes yeah but yeah well, well i'm really excited that we have two wonderful guests here today uh so today judging from the title we're going to be talking about computer science and we're going to talk about it with two wonderful uh, guests. We got Avi Patel, who's head of development at Bridges. He's also a computer science student at the University of Waterloo. And we got one of our favorite members of Bridges right here, Stephanie, who also is a computer science major at Ryerson University. So just say hello, guys. Like we'd love, just give a little hey. introduction. <laughs> so should I go first? Yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, so my name is Avi. I'm 19 years old and I'm a, as Harja mentioned, I'm a computer science student at the University of Waterloo. Uh, within Bridges, I am the CTO. So uh, basically I'm responsible for all like the technical aspects of the company, that type of stuff. And, but aside from that, I'm a pretty simple guy, I like to hope. <laughs> uh, I like watching anime, I like programming, I like skateboarding, I like going on small adventures, that type of stuff. Recently I've also had this, a little bit of addiction to chess. So there's that. <laughs> And oh really? I, yeah, <laughs> a bit too much. Sadly. That's cool. <laughs> but I'm also like martial arts, having practiced a bit of Taekwondo and Muay Thai, and yeah, that's about it. Ooh, simple guy, managing everything. <laughs> I'm a simple guy. <laughs> it's living in toes and everything he possibly can. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm just too confused. I'm like, all right, what do I want to do? I kind of want to do everything, right? So it's like, why Overall, not? You're a all rounder, all rounder. <laughs> I like think so. <laughs> Uh, Steph, tell us about yourself. I don't think there's much to talk about myself compared to Avi anymore because he gave out a whole list, first of all. Um, I was just gonna, I wasn't even gonna talk about my interests, but um, okay. Tell us whatever um, I, you like, Steph. I don't, I don't know what to talk about, but um, I'm Stephanie. I'm uh, one of the co-chief editors things at Bridges. So I write a lot and I read a lot. I don't think I should be reading this much, but alas, that is the case. Um, I don't know what I'm into anymore. Suddenly my brain's empty. <laughs> it's okay, it's all good. Uh, yeah, I guess I like to sleep a lot. I Pretty woke up enough. maybe three hours ago, so. Yeah, pretty little yeah. quiet right now. <laughs> we assume you love programming as well, Steph, uh, considering your major. 
<laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll talk about it more in the in the podcast. I assume this is that's intro, true. So that is very true. Honestly, I'm kind of interested to actually hear why you guys chose your field of computer science. Yeah. Uh, I know we've talked about me and Ruben talked about why we picked our fields or the presumed reason why we picked them, but we'd love to hear why you guys picked yours. Hmm. Tell us, guys. Abby? Oh, I went first? All right. Yeah, Sorry, I think I'm cutting up. Whoever wants to go, just go. We just want to hear why you guys picked your fields. I mean, for me, it's pretty simple, I guess. Ever since I was young, I kind of had an interest for technology, right? I love, I had that curiosity for, like, how things work and, like, that kind of innate desire to, like, create things, right? And then, so, when I was first introduced to programming in high school, uh, through some rather annoying projects at first, like, creating a bunch of games, I was introduced to like the entire process of creating software and all that type of stuff. And although it was annoying at first, I love the overall feeling of satisfaction. I go after spending hours upon hours on working something, that's something like just basically creating something that I had in my mind come to reality. That feeling was amazing and I loved it. And so that's where I knew that I wanted to go to computer science. So yeah. That's cool, bro. Now you're here. Yeah. So poetic. Now I'm here somehow. <laughs> How poetic. <laughs> Steph, what about you? My story is a lot more boring than his. Um, <laughs> the reason why I'm in computer science is, uh, let's see. Um, I well, let's 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 like set the let's set, let's set the stage a little first. Um, right. I have no aspirations in life. I don't know what I want to do, <laughs> and that sounds very silly, but it's you know what? that's it's more common than you think, actually. No, no. Like a lot of us just, don't even know. No, that's not, that's not, that's not what I was trying to, um, I know everyone experiences that mm-hmm. and that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm okay. trying to make is that I have no aspirations. Usually people have like a vague idea of what they actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. I think of myself as incredibly average mm-hmm. and because of the way um, kind of school was kind of presented, in high school and middle school, there's a lot of comparisons going on. And like in high school, I was never the one to like openly compare myself to people. Like when they asked for my grades, I wouldn't really show it, share it. But um, I developed a bit of an inferiority complex. Like it wouldn't be to the levels like that, like you would like talk about in, um, when in your studies, like all of those complex levels. But I do have like a pretty big inferiority complex. And Mm. Yeah, I know people don't have, like, people don't know where to go. That's pretty basic. I'm sure many people in Bridges also feel that. But whenever, like, I listen to you guys talk about, oh, yeah, I entered this field. I still don't know if this is where I want to be yet, but I'm here and I'm enjoying it. Meanwhile, I'm over here and I'm just kind of like, I genuinely don't know why I'm here. I don't know if this is where I want to be. And yeah, base level, it sounds very um, basic, but it's obviously it's different for everyone and it's just really complex and hard for me to explain and in general I picked computer science because um I I guess I enjoyed it a bit in high school I wouldn't say that I was good at it like particularly like outstanding in it I mean but um the CS teacher at the high school pushed me a little and I'm here. still don't know this this is where I want to be mm-hmm. I still don't know how devoted I am to this field at all I feel if anything I still feel like I'm in limbo mm. to be honest Steph I 
completely understand even to be honest even a lot of time even i feel that way considering like i know i'm in engineering but a lot of the time you have this thought where you're just like you have those moments where you're just like thinking and you're like am i really in the right spot is this really the place for me and honestly Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people i've met i know someone who did a undergrad degree in geography but now is a software engineer um, completely opposite. I mean, complete opposite things. I I mean, I wouldn't say that people won't understand. It's just that I don't like comparing people's experiences because people don't That's understand. Right. People, every time I say the story, I always hear the same thing. I know how you feel, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know how I feel, maybe on a base level, but like mm-hmm. my feelings are far more complex than you think they are. So right. rather than just saying, yeah, I understand. Rather, I just rather like just have someone listen instead of trying to sympathize with me mm. it's more comforting in that way I, I'm not trying to like downplay your like you're you're trying <laughs> no like, I understand saying, but it's I just you hear it every time and nothing nothing changes out of it it's just kind of tiring uh, to hear right uh well, I appreciate you sharing that with us because yeah for sure. I think that's often what a lot of people think but it's not something necessarily that a lot of people can express the fact that sometimes it's not, hey, hey, I want you to understand what I'm going through. It's just sometimes, hey, I want you to listen about what my experience is. And I want you to, mm-hmm. to just, just like acknowledge that this is what I like. This is what it is for me. Like that. That's yeah, because, kind of, yeah. Yeah, because I think sometimes what comparisons do, like saying, I understand what you feel. It downplays the person's experiences as being very common. And that's something mm-hmm. that makes me more reluctant to like talk about my feelings a lot of the time mm. oh, this is a learning experience for me i did not uh feel that i would be making someone's feelings feel general or common but you know i guess now i know <laughs> if someone is expressing themselves let them explain yeah. themselves and i, mean, I everyone's the appreciate same. i appreciate that stuff you know you're mm. opening up to us yeah for about, sure um, the way you feel about your program yeah and just to like hey you know yeah go ahead oh sorry no i just wanted to say like just to just to touch upon that it was like the concern of not knowing exactly where i'm supposed to be or the idea of being in the wrong field or not having aspirations compared to my colleagues because i feel like i experienced that hence why i like apply to so many programs when i was just thinking about that i'm like where am i really supposed to be and what's gonna what's going to drive me because I never I I felt like I was good at things if I put my mind at it but at the same time why why do it if it's not making me happy type of thing like that's what my mindset was so like even now like I'm just kind of thinking what is the career path I want to do because kinesiology has me somewhat feeling not as rocky as a boat as I was before but it's it's like okay now where what direction do I head in type of thing Mm -hmm. so I yeah I just want no, to I think this is important for our um, listeners too, you know, to understand that it's okay to not know what you're going to do. And I feel like what Steph opened up to us about and even Harjot's story about how he ended up in his program, how he applied to um, nearly 20 programs before deciding what he wants to do. And, and, and it's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> it's literally not even an exaggeration. Sorry, Harjot? I'm just saying, like, the number always changes. Like, next time it's going to be like, yo, he applied to, like, 47. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> no, but it's it's important for the listeners to understand that it's mm-hmm. it's okay to not know what you want to do. And even if you get into a program, it is okay to still not know what you're doing. Right. It, that's what like life is all about. You learn from the experiences and you understand what you like and you don't like. And people, everyone doesn't go at the same pace in life. You know, right. everyone, people go at a different pace. Some people become millionaires at the age of 20. Some people become millionaires at the age of 40. It's just a, the only thing that matters is how willing you are to work hard at what you love. Mm-hmm. And if you can put your mind to it, there's really nothing that can stop you in order to achieving what you really want to achieve. Yeah. And when it comes to Steph's situation, I know Steph will figure it out. Steph is very smart. You will figure out what you love and I know you will be amazing at it. But I guess one tip that I can give you, if you, not really a tip, it's more of like, something that I, I just think that computer science field is endless opportunity, you know? So if there's any field that I feel like you would want to be in to start off, I feel like computer science is one of those amazing fields that can really help you guide into what you want to do yeah. and what you love. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I, I'm comfortable in computer science. Like, sure, I don't know where I'm going to go, but like, I'm kind of, I've kind of had that mindset where I just like, I let if I stay, if I go one way, I'm just going to stick to it. And I think mm-hmm. computer science is giving me more options than I would have expected going into it. So, right. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. So I guess, yeah, like that, I really like that discussion. Holy, but <laughs> yeah, I just. It's better to have more chill conversations sometimes rather than just talking about program why we did this why we did that what's the workload like all that i i kind of appreciate that we've had we're having this discussion because our past three episodes have just been us talking back and forth about the program and it kind of been like more overall conversations we never really got into the nitty-gritty and those conversations are important these conversations because it's not all about just getting into a program being in that program this is the work you have to do and these are the job prospects. Like that's not all it is. There's so much more to it. There's a whole mental aspect to it that people need to learn and understand that when you get into a program, you need to understand that there's opportunities and you won't necessarily be in a field that you necessarily love and you will learn to love other things. Or you may even like go into the field and still have questions about whether it's like the right thing to do. And some people know exactly what they like are doing in their field. Like for example, Avi, like, because like we all went to the same high school i've known abby to be the tech guy to be the guy that's like yo i want to solve this problem if it's like computer based by the way if it's like a health problem abby's kind of like eh. but <laughs> what I do you mean? Abby, abby cpr trained abby can do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, it just the flashback to when he came to school with pneumonia on accident <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't expose me like that man no but in all seriousness like some people know like the field that they want to go into and their passion, like in Abby's case. And so people don't, and that's like, both scenarios are okay. So as long as you are able to find your bearings in the end, I don't think it necessarily matters if you started with exactly a hundred percent of like the tools at your disposal, because at the end of the day, you're going to have all that as like, as long as you give your 110%, I don't think it matters what undergrad you do, what major you do, what you do. Yeah. As long as you give your 110%, you got it. That's great. I, I want. I, I kind of want to add to this. Like, 
the entire idea of just picking a program in general is like incredibly scary and risky. Just think about it. Like you're right. trying to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And like, even if you have multiple ideas, like, oh, I maybe want to do this. I maybe want to do this. It's like that risk of, do I really want to put all my coins in one bag, that type of thing. Like, do I really want to risk everything? Even mm-hmm. if I do put my 100%, is it worth it in the end? That's, all exactly. that, that's always like that looming question. Mm-hmm. Even though right. I really like computer science, what I learned is like, I, although I know I want to do computer science, I have no idea what I want to do in computer science. As Rune said, it's a very vast field, right? And as Steph said, that's why she also kind of chose computer science too, because there's a lot of opportunities from it. The opportunity, endless opportunities can also be equally as overwhelming, because it's like, okay, what do I want to do in this field? Do I want to pull all my skill points into this certain area and go for that type of direction? Or do I want to go a different direction, right? So in the end, it's just like, you just got to kind of play it out and ride along the wave, because that's what I, yeah. that's what I, commonly tell myself like yo hey this what university is about there's gonna be ups there's gonna be downs there's gonna be times that you don't really know what you want to do like in my case too but hey that's what university is about right you just gotta keep yeah. learning you gotta keep trying see experiment here and there have some fun along the way and at the end of the day hopefully you'll be in a place where you will look back and be like all right i made the right decision and if not yeah. you gotta keep experimenting try something else change things up that type of thing i i this is a little uh, off track from what you said I think in some ways it relates, but when you're speaking about computer science and then how it's a vast field and you can end up anywhere, at the first person, I don't know why, came to my mind, and I know you guys know who he is, is a streamer by the name of Disguise Toast. Oh. And he was in computer science at Waterloo, and now he's mm. a streamer, pretty successful streamer too. So I, I, I don't know, it's the first person that came to my mind that just because, you know, you're in computer science doesn't even necessarily mean that you'll end up in the tech, like in a tech world, in a tech job, you know, exactly. he found what he loved that now he's probably making millions of dollars off of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I just want well, to put that out like there. Right now. <laughs> Although I should, I do want, to, I wanted to add this on, but I didn't really know how to like, um, Go for it, Steph. cycle it in, but we do choose our life paths at a like a extremely young age yeah at like a very young age and I had a discussion with one of my friends about this really recently actually and we're in school studying for four plus years in order to find a life path that you know we're going to maybe pursue until we retire and die um but I also remember during, like, while you guys were talking, I met um, someone in my first year. He was, like, the first friend I made. And he was a guy in his 30s. Um, Interesting. And he, he came to Ryerson CS first year um, after failing or, like, not being able to pursue, like, his first choice. And, like, he's, he's 30 and he still doesn't really know where he wants to be. And, like, 30, despite what everyone thinks, is still really, really young. Um, I think a lot of like the all these younger successful people they seem to like blur the lines of like what who what age is old and what age is young because I still consider 30s to be pretty young but everyone seems to like be on Twitter saying oh you're 30 old man it's just it's important to know that you're making it's you're making these decisions when you're barely like just the past year if you're if you're going straight to post-secondary just the past year that there were teachers yelling at you for running in the halls so uh yeah i really agree with that the entire notion of people like being stressed up because like oh my god it's so little time left right 
because everyone tries to like go with the common routine like all right uni after uni work a few years and get married and all that type of stuff i mean honestly it's like it's a bit it's weird like, uh, thing, you don't have to follow society's <laughs> i've over this uh quarantine period i've been i've started watching a lot more streamers right and they're like a bunch of you like this guy's toast like who know valkyrie everyone and they're in their late 20s and what i really learned from them was like how much fun they're having and how much like they don't care about their age like yo they're just having fun they're in the late 20s do they're what not you worried love. about anything yeah and it's like such a positive vibe to have and i love that like that uh feeling for them like yo this is very true like not everything has to be a race i don't have to get out of university asap and like get a job asap i gotta like you know squeeze in time for fun because like i think a big issue is that people often like confine themselves in like what they think they want to be and just kind of go with that right but just like yo open yourself up to other opportunities like let let that happen to you let life kind of flow and you'll get where you want to be in the end you'll be happy but if you restrict yourself you're gonna have too much regret in the end that's what i think yeah And then, I mean, also, I just want to group. quickly apologize in between. My sister probably didn't know I was recording a podcast and she just popped into my room. I don't know what the hell she just said. But, <laughs> all right, go ahead. No worries, no worries. Uh, but yeah, speaking about the streamer group too, like if you know the offline TV and friends group, and I've been watching them for like, since like, like really early high school years. And like the age group in their streamer group is like really big. Like Corpse is really young. And then Toast, Hafu, and like Yvonne and all that, they're in their 30s already. But they all still wow. like, they're all, yeah, they're, all, they're in their 30s. And it's just like Hafu's birthday was actually today, the day we're recording this. And she turned 30. Mm. So yeah, everyone's like, they are, they're all reaching a point in their lives where they're comfortable and it's at different times. And we yeah. keep making references to streams. Is this truly a computer science episode? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're doing what they it. love. You know, it's okay to go with the flow. I think we don't have to always have. Like, uh, of course, it's good to think about the future and think about which direction you want to go in. But sometimes it's okay to be in the present. Like, people can tend to easily get overwhelmed if you keep thinking about the future and keep thinking about, oh, I have to get a job. Oh, I have to find a partner. I have to get married. I have to have kids whatever society's norms are and this can easily just overwhelm someone being like oh i have to do this i have to do this i have to do this and that can stress your mental health exactly. it's not good for your mental health mm-hmm. and we know how important mental health is being university students how important it is to us and it's okay to go with the flow do what makes you happy right now and honestly that's even better for the long run and keeping your mental health in good shape i would say i can't really think of the good word right word but in good shape i would say for the long term Mm. and that's just important you know just go with the flow it's okay yeah <laughs> and that's what i think these streamers are doing <laughs> they're just doing their own thing and i respect it 100 percent. yeah well on that note um that well i don't even listen that was such a nice conversation <laughs> Like, you know what you know what let's we, we you know what we could do we don't have to follow the, the the list of questions we can just do this like mental health with cs students you know what? I, that's actually a, i hope the people who are listening appreciate this conversation <laughs> i know they will uh, this is an important conversation to have yeah this, we, can, we can always have a part two with cs students i don't know oh yeah i'm cool yeah. with that i'm cool with that i would love to have you guys back already i would love to have you guys back for a second for a second episode <laughs> Oh yeah. Tell us more. <laughs> how does how does one in a CS position deal with the stress or like the like the heavy workload that you guys do have? Like 
what did you guys do to like kind of cope with that and manage that? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first, Andre? I'll let you take your shot first. Ah. <laughs> uh. Um, so how do I deal with the workload or how do I deal with the stress of the workload? Those are different questions. <laughs> you can answer both, you can, however you feel. Mm. Uh, how I deal with the workload, I don't. Um, just kidding. Uh, I, well, actually, maybe that's not that far off. Um, I, how, how do I deal with the workload? I just kind of, honestly, I wake up and I feel like I blank out until I start working on something. So, um, how do I deal with the workload? I guess I just, it's, it's hard. I procrastinate a lot. I'm not a good example for like the people listening. <laughs> You're a real but example. I, You're a real example of how most of us are. <laughs> um, we, don't have to, do. we don't have to show off being golden students all the time. Come on, let's be real. We all procrastinate. We all have ups and downs. We mostly downs. <laughs> mostly downs. It's all downhill. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's yeah tell us tell us the truth we don't we don't have to hear what a golden student is we can hear the truth me dealing with the stress of workloads um me dealing with the stress of the workload is me not working on the workload at all that is (laughs) that is the truth um i mostly just um i play my stupid little games and i watch my stupid little stream okay they're not stupid i watch my stupid little videos (laughs) when it comes to the streams it's not stupid (laughs) <laughs> it's not stupid how dare i uh, yeah, i play stuff and the um... system for 20 minutes oh they're stupid <laughs> <laughs> oh i God. i am a clown uh yeah i just i just indulge in my hobbies and that's usually what um how i deal with the stress i usually when because like when i indulge in my hobbies i don't think well normally i don't think about like how much work is slowly piling up and creeping up behind me as time goes on and um uh, my assignments are due. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Any... um, um, I guess I'll finish it there. I just don't think <laughs> that is the easiest one. <laughs> just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. I feel like I even do that a lot of the time. If I'm just like, Yo, I, I, I don't want to deal with stress right now, screw it. I'll just do something so I don't have to deal with the stress. <laughs> and then when I only have like one hour to finish it, <laughs> then we, uh, we're quote unquote work better under pressure. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> pressure makes diamonds. <laughs> I just keep about, myself. What about you? Uh, so when it comes to workload itself, it's it's quite a lot at times to be honest. Uh, especially like to give an example, right? There's like multiple assignments due every week. There's no multiple quizzes due every week, so it kind of feels like you're in this conveyor belt of just like, all right, it's Monday, time to study for my quiz on Tuesday. Go all out for that. And yeah. he's finally done. I'm like, okay, time to work on the next thing, and next thing, and next thing. It's all playing catch up here and there again and again. Yeah. So it kind of feels like really robotic in a sense, and like really not fun. You might think about it as that, right? If I'm being mm-hmm. completely real. So it is quite overwhelming at times. And honestly, I relate to stuff hundred percent. Like I, if I don't, if like if I'm if there's so much work, I'm like, yeah, I'll do anything except this. I will do like legit anything. Go on stream, do anything else. Hey, oh, that's beautiful. Oh this my camera's God. on. For people listening, oh Steph finally turned on her camera. Uh-huh. Yeah, she has <laughs> a double dog hat. Who <laughs> That's cute. Um, wait, what was that? Uh, <laughs> Distraction. Uh, conveyor belt. <laughs> uh, conveyor belt, robot, conveyor belt. <laughs> yeah, um, 
it's hard it's hard dealing yeah. with all like the workload because like there's a lot of things to do and so honestly when those things happen you probably you probably do anything else from that because like you don't want to do all the work you just want to like relax have fun in a sense mm-hmm. and so to manage with it i try to do a lot of things i try to create to-do lists i try to create schedules but the issue is that it usually doesn't work out right it's, yeah, yeah. Try, it's hard to maintain it because sometimes you just have like your own like down days right like okay i could do this but don't really want to do this so it comes down to self-discipline in a sense, which is why I really think of it as like an amazing and key critical skill for a lot of students to have. Issues is hard to get it, <laughs> but when it comes to actually coping with it, I just like, you know, enjoying life at, like, at times. Like I used to be like always in that mode, like, yo, work, 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 only got study. But then university really made me realize like, yo, how important it's just like have those moments and like take a big turn everything, do some spontaneous stuff. Like I remember at Waterloo, um, there'll be days where I'll be super down from like bad work, uh, bad quizzes or like bad assignments. But like, I'll have friends around me, like Vroom will come downstairs from his room and we all just like mess around, we'll get food from somewhere. Like 3 a.m., we all just like leave our apartments, right? Get some food, yeah. come back, watch some shows. There's like these spontaneous, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I just try to like, you know, have fun with life in a sense. Yeah. It's really no, important. I... Like you really cannot like box yourself within just like study, study, study mode. That's really not good I for you. I fully agree. I've actually been in that mindset for recently. I've started to kind of, it started to settle in a little, you know, um, I've started to think that, Hey, I'm turning 20 this year. Just crazy to think that I won't be a teenager oh. anymore. Too old. <laughs> old it's already 20. That's crazy, Hey, right? listen, it's listen. Old. Don't disrespect the senior <laughs> of the group. All right, listen, I know I'm old. It's just funny to call other people old. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, I started to realize that, hey, you know, we're students, we have to study, we have to be in school, work hard. But these are also the years of our lives where we have to make memories. We also have to get some experiences, live our life a little, do some stuff, you know. There's more to our life than just studying at school. Yeah. So mm, it, I started to say, and, and I hate that COVID's taking away from that experience. I really wish I could experience actual stuff because i've just cooped up in my room for like a year now and i hate it but it's also that little things that we can do like go on like i know avi goes on bike rides i go for walks like every other day or whatever and just enjoy life (laughs) not just stay in a room and study all the time and i i can promise you that once covid's over i will do whatever i can and i'm sure all of us will do whatever we can to actually live our 20s or live our early 20s these are peak years routine's not about to change the COVID's gonna be over we'll be like oh yes i can go outside now goes back (laughs) i really hope i really (laughs) hope that things can change because i i I was talking about i was talking about this with one of my one of my friends today i was just like mentally i'm i still feel like i'm 18 i feel like i never turned 19 because i turned 19 during covid and I've been in COVID, and like I've been in COVID ever since we've been in our room. So yeah. I don't feel like I ever That'd even turned nineteen. I feel like I'm mentally still eighteen years old. Like even when I turned twenty, I still feel like mm. I never really lived to be a twenty-year-old. Like I am still like my life halted at eighteen years old. My brain halted at eighteen years old, yeah. and I haven't developed yeah. since. That's what I feel like. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like with a lot of students that are trying to study, and big ups to all of you that are actually doing school while it's COVID, it's a stress. But the fact that you have to do it inside, it's kind of taken away from the whole experience of what school is, which a lot of it has to do with being in person. And like, even now recently for myself, it's felt like, like how Abby says it's a conveyor belt. 
like a similar similar uh, metaphor, but for me, it's like I'm putting out different fires because, of course, your boy ain't meeting the deadline till the day before. So I'm like putting out <laughs> fires for different assignments, for different tests. And then at one point at the beginning of this semester, I'm just like, you know what? My brain will probably just, if I don't like, just take a break. So like I took half my course load and I'm like, I'm gonna take two courses. One of them being country dance, and I'm gonna just enjoy my life, be a country dancer, and it's it's also kind of helped. And I think that's also like an important thing to note. Like, if you need a break, take it. Like, if you want to do a lighter course load, no one's your degree is not on a time limit. Yeah, they say you can do it in four years, but it's it's not unheard of to do it in five, and it's not unheard of to even do it in six. I just wanted to put that out there as well while we were on the topic. I, I guess like. Um, compared to the rest of the bridges, I'm kind of more of an outsider compared to like them as a like bridges as a unit. Like I'm kind of more like of an outsider, and honestly, I have been noticing that. Um, how do I say this in the least crude way possible? Huh. I I can only think of one one like metaphor, and it's not a, it's not a safer work metaphor. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, TG stuff. We gotta gotta keep I'm, TG. I'm trying. I'm trying. But I've noticed that um as the years have gone, or as you guys gone into post secondary, I noticed that you guys have been more relaxed. In high school, a lot of the members of Bridges they seem to always be in this study mode, and I just kind of always, yeah, Rune, <laughs> you, um, amongst other people too. It's not just you. everyone. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. I just know that and I felt I, that differently myself. <laughs> yeah, you guys like I, cause like um I like I said I was a bit of an outsider. I, I still communicate with these people, with you guys, not you people, you guys. But um <laughs> I wouldn't like readily like talk to you. Like you aren't the first people I would message if I want to be like yo this this new thing that I like just dropped. Help me, let me cry to you for a moment. Like I wouldn't like readily go to you. But like I do, I do notice you guys becoming like a lot more relaxed and like indulging in a lot of more like your interests more. And I think about this a lot. But Varun, I I distinctly remember Varun. Like I think it was during like midterm season or like what is it called in high school? It's just exam, exam season, right? Exam, exam season. season. Yeah. yeah, exam season in in like high school. And he's just like Steph. Do you even study? You're just like like I always just see you playing games. Like and it's like your exam season. <laughs> oh my god. I, I I don't think he remembers, but I remember because like no one really talked to me in high school, so I'm just kind of like, oh man, do I actually have to study? <laughs> I, actually I am have so to, sorry. Like, put... I wasn't offended. I found it really funny. I'm just like, oh no, I should stop playing. Grade twelve or grade eleven, Rune and Karen Rune are two completely different people. I will I have. Like, I think it was like when I was in the middle of playing Persona Five, and I'm just kind of like, I want to keep playing Persona Five, but I guess I do have exams. To, to did like it help you to? Stu- did it help to motivate you to study at all? Did anything come out of it? I kept playing Persona Five. I kept playing Persona Five. I'm well spent. I'm not even gonna cap. I wish I spent less time studying for exams. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. That's actually, like, I actually want to bring this up a bit. I was going to be like, oh, it's kind of a hot take, but, like, the entire concept of uh, people, like, grinding out all the work and keep staying nonstop, trying to get, like, that early money so you can return to late 40s or that type of stuff. Okay. That's, like, really not that type of a fun lifestyle. Because, like, I mean, yeah, you'll be retired, but you'll have enough money. But then you won't be in, like, the physical state to actually have that type of fun, you know? So I really, like, I was going to say how, like just as Harjah mentioned too, like yo, he'd rather not spend that much time doing exams. Like, like you know, spend as much as time as needed to. 
killing his mind over all this type of stuff. Because like, yeah. as you grow old, you kind of like realize like, yo, hey, you, I could have been doing something else. I could have been having more fun. I could have been doing all these other things, right? And so you really got to look back and be like, okay, do you really want to think the same thing in like when you're 40 years old, when you're 50 years old, right? No. So instead of just like keep like, putting it like oh I'll, I'll work now so maybe in the future i'll be able to have some fun try to get have some fun now too because i'm just gonna keep missing all your chances you'll be like you'll be 50 in no time 40 in no time you'll be like oh crap i didn't do anything so yeah so no, I really that, that actually that reminds me of a story that um our so our head of recruitment at our at, at my job he's like very good storyteller like he tells us very good stories. Like every session that we have with him is very therapeutic, I would say. And if he's <laughs> listening to this, which I highly doubt he is, shout out Michael Shelson if you're listening to this. You are you are a legend. But he told us a story of how when he was young, when he was 13, I really hope I get your story right if he's listening. I highly doubt he's listening, but I really hope I get his story right for the most part. He told <laughs> us how when he was around 13, 14 years old, he went up to the cottage with his family and he like and his uncle had like a cottage or something right and he saw his uncle had a yacht and he asked him when he was whatever 13 14 years old how did you end up having this yacht like i want to have a yacht when i'm your age and he's just like i'm an accountant i became an accountant and now i have a yacht and i'm rich i just worked my ass off and he's mm-hmm. like well, at that point he's like i decided that I'm going to be a CPA. At that time, it was a CA. Now they changed it to CPA, a chartered accountant. And he's just like, I'm going to do whatever I can to become an accountant. And he dedicated the rest of high school, whatever. Uh, he went to McMaster, became an accountant, worked at EY for so long. Made, like he said, he worked like 40, 50 hours a, a week. Uh, no, not even 40, 80 hours a week, sorry. He worked like 80 mm-hmm. hours a week, grinding it out, making as much money as he could. Pretty sure he said he ended up buying a yacht, cottage, whatever he wanted. But then he realized one day that when he was sitting in his living room, his daughter was there a year or two old, just playing. Mm-hmm. And he it started to settle in that he's working like 80 hours a week at his job, trying to make all this money. And he's the the days and the months are passing by and he's missing out on his daughter growing up. And I think that's when he realized that there's more to life than just making money and becoming an accountant and just doing whatever he wants. And he was just like in his thirties or something. And I think that's, and I hope I got this part right, but now he's the head of recruitment. And because that's because he loves talking to people. He loves interacting mm-hmm. with people. So he's just like, screw the accounting stuff. I'm going to become a recruiter. And he became a recruiter. And now he's like the head of recruitment at the bank. And he just interacts with people all day and he loves it. And now he's really dedicating cool. so much time doing what he loves and not as many hours to that as he's also like, he's dedicating equal amount of time to his family as he is with something he loves. And now he's just enjoying his life. And he was telling us the other day that he's building a house. He oh. bought a piece of land and he's building a house. He's doing what he loves. He's he's what, like almost 40 years old, I think. And he's yeah. like, screw it, I'm going to do what I love. And like this connects, like I feel like with Abby, what Abby was saying that we don't have to all live the life where we're just like, I just want to work, work, work and retire by the age of 40. Because yeah. then what? You didn't, you, live, you missed all those years of your life. Exactly. Now you're 40 years old. Yo. You're probably having like a beer belly. You got hair on your chest. <laughs> now you're not, you know? <laughs> I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't think that's everyone. <laughs> I don't. I don't like, I, I'm just saying. It's just. It's just. It's just. I, I hope that's not everyone. I hope that's not any of us. But you know, I'm yeah. just saying that 
these are the years of your life where if his priority was his daughter, for example, right? And he was just like, I don't want to miss the years of my daughter growing up. I want to dedicate my time to her. And as she grows up, I want to be there for her. And we all have those priorities. And we all love should just do what we love and not miss out on these years. I feel like I went on a completely different tangent, but no, I just no, felt that's like... very true. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love that story. That. I can actually briefly add on to that. Um, very briefly, because it's not as in depth of a point. But my parents, they're they're getting older, right? But um, I recently overheard my mom talking about um, like how because honestly, okay, obviously COVID, they're not going out readily. But before that, um, my parents actually started going out a lot. They would like abandon me and my brother at home for the weekend and they would go out, spend time with friends. They would go to the casino or something. I don't know. I keep, I, I just, they just kind of come home. They come home with like a pot of like crayfish for me to eat leftovers from their party or whatever. But then like, I overheard my mom talking about like talking to um, her friend. Um, you guys would know this person it's bill's mom well you know bill maybe but like not her his mom but um she was talking to his mom and then she was like um what am i gonna do with this money if if um if i'm just gonna save it what am i gonna do when i die what's gonna happen to the save money like obviously you could like give it to your children and stuff right but like my parents are getting older and they are suddenly wanting to have fun in their lives so they are spending that money they're not just like like working their lives away they're they're having fun with their friends which i haven't seen them do like in high school when i was in high school very much at all but all mm -hmm. of a sudden like once i was in uni they're like they're like leaving me and my brother like all right there's food in the fridge i'm going now and then they come home at 2 a.m in the morning and i'm like thanks <laughs> but they're having they're having a lot of fun now like having fun is like a, and it's like humans are social beings and like you know yeah. we need to like talk we need we don't need fun, but it's it's like if you want nice nicer mental health, maybe maybe have some fun. Maybe a little, just a little, little suggestion. I agree. Yeah, they, I, they, they realize that the age doesn't matter. Sorry, I just turned on my lamp, it's very bright. Um mm. but the age doesn't matter, you know. They realize that this time that there's a point they're at a point in their life where they realize that like, you know, Steph can take care of herself. Steph is old. <laughs> Steph is 19 years old. We can have some fun now. Steph is responsible. And there's they're like, you know, this is not fun. I respect it. Yeah. All right. Um, Want to answer some more questions, guys? <laughs> yeah. uh, tell us about, were there things you guys did to help you prep for computer science? Any of you guys go ahead. Abby probably has more of an answer to this than I do, honestly. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll go first then. I really, when it comes to computer science, I guess, right? At least world computer science, what I guess you should have prepped for, which I might may or may not have done, was a lot of math stuff. Because like, you think it's all programming, right? But I guess like, the biggest thing that I realized, the biggest like shocker for me when it came to computer science was like, how much more intensive it is for math than I originally thought it might have been. And it's not like the common high school math. Like there's a huge step up from high school math compared to like CS Waterloo math or like wireless math anywhere. Because like it's much more proofs and log logic based, which was like a big, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a big hurdle for me to overcome at first. Like even now I still struggle so much at proofs. I hate proofs so much, but yeah. So. All of us do. <laughs> even Steph's shaking her head. She's like, yeah, no, I, I, don't I, don't I don't even know what they are and I dislike them. 
<laughs> you will not hurt you, you're better off. It drives me nuts. <laughs> it drives me nuts. But I guess, yeah, the, aside from that, you can't really prep too much. Like, I mean, you can always like, I guess you can take this question in two ways. Do you want to prep academically? Or do you want to prep like more work or co-op-ly in a sense, right? If you're going to do co-op, if you want to go to co-op, probably go with the quick some side projects. Like, you know, explore what you want to do with computer science, program a couple of things, side projects here and there. That'll always help. The more stuff you have underneath your belt, the better it'll be for you when it comes to applying for jobs, internship, anything you want to do. When it comes to academically, there's very little you could do. You just like it's just like programming principles you got that you gotta know and other logic-based math stuff you gotta just like prep yourself on. I, however, didn't really do much of the logic math, so that was like a huge uh, blunder for me. But aside from that, yeah, that's pretty much it. How about you, Steph? Um if we're talking about how I prepped personally, I did not prep at all. Um, but one thing I would say is um, probably a good thing to have in mind when going into computer science is you should be ready to learn like um, non-cumulatively, like if that makes sense, because you're constantly learning like new languages, new concepts that don't build onto each other because computer science is like incredibly vast. For everything I learned in first year, they're suddenly not applicable to my second year, for example. Like maybe like some things they are, they do like reference back, but a lot of it is just like, you're learning one language, suddenly you're learning another language, suddenly you're learning a new concept, suddenly you're learning a whole new OS. And it's just <laughs> all over the place. So you have to be able to, to understand that you have to be um, ready to learn new things very quickly too, very quickly. Right because um, you only get like a semester to like learn maybe if you don't know anything about, about like Jab or Python, you're gonna have to learn that like incredibly quick. Yeah. And if you don't have any background knowledge, you might be um, a little bit in trouble. So you have to be ready to learn things very quickly. I agree. Make, I felt that- a strong foundation. Oh yeah. I felt that the most in my first semester of university because you don't even realize when those three months, four months fly by. And then you realize that, damn, should have worked harder right from the start. You know, you just got to, straight from the jump, you got to be ready to go. That's just how these programs are, how demanding these programs are. You just got to be ready to go right from day one. Because <laughs> if you don't, you're going to be spending the rest of those four months catching up. And that's that's what happened to me. That's <laughs> story about four careers. Catching up. Yeah. As so hard as you that, you got a bunch of fires. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you got to make sure you're ready from the start yeah. with uh, these demanding programs like computer science. Um, how yeah. did you guys adapt to the at-home environment? We had, we, we had a little conversation about this earlier, but you guys want to tell us how you guys, you guys did get to experience what it was like in person, uh, what it was for one semester, two semesters, three semesters. Okay, probably tops, like what, two semesters before everything got shut down. How did you guys adapt to the at-home environment all of a sudden? Uh, okay, we did not coordinate this. Go ahead. Um, computer science, I mean, everything's on the computer. There's not much to like really, you know, quote unquote, adapt to. It's just, this, is, this goes for every program though. You should just get into the mindset that learning at home is completely different from in school. Um, in terms of like content and how you're learning the content in computer science, there's not much of a difference per se, because everything is digital 
from the get-go it's just the learning environment is very different mm-hmm. like um i'm not gonna lie i don't have a, a real study area in my room um my desk is right next to my bed um you guys can't see this but i am currently um half of my blanket is on my bed half of my blanket is on me right now mm-hmm. um and it's not it's not it's very easy to get distracted um so just anything any for me at least i don't know about abby but for me anything that like generally applies to like the transition between at home and in person applies to computer science but in terms of the content it's not too bad because even our like labs or like our assignments they're on the computer and as long as you have a computer you're pretty much set in my opinion can i pretty much sorry Mm -hmm. i just i just want to interject i had a really it's kind of a dumb question but like i thought i should throw it out there now for computer science i like there's a curriculum and they have a way of running it but like do they say when you're coming in, like, hey, you need to have this sort of software, you need to have, like, this computer? Because I know, for example, that, like, Abby has a Mac, while Stephanie does not have a Mac. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, I, it just occurred to me. I was just curious. Um, as for software, we usually learn what software we're going to use, like, day one. They don't tell us beforehand. It's, like, in our course outline. And usually with computer science, it just depends on the IDE you use. And that's usually applicable for everything. Like Visual Studio Code supports a lot of languages. So a lot of people use that. Um, there's, no, there's no heavy requirements. Although if you have certain OSs, you might be made fun of at Ryerson. Not going to lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which OS? Would be, I'm curious now. What OS is made fun of? <laughs> um, I mean, if you think about it a little, if you think about it a little bit, you're, you'll probably be able to because the thing is i feel like anyone who's like a windows fan would roast a mac user mac everyone roasts mac users even my friend who uses a mac roasts herself (laughs) so she got a mac because her dad got her a mac and she just kind of like i hate mac because i'll I'll briefly talk about this but there was a a, we have um there's a class i'm taking right now it's like um operating systems and like we do like Mm -hmm. some small code snippets on um on the linux um platform right and so, like, she was, like, doing the lab, and she's, like, Steph, my output's really weird. Can you, like, test this for me? And, like, the output was, like, completely wrong on her Mac, but on my Windows, it was, like, perfectly fine. And she's, like, I hate oh. Mac so much. Oh, <laughs> and this is not God. shitting on, this is not, well, this is not, yeah, this is not shitting on Mac. I already said the word, it's fine. Um, but <laughs> if, you're at, if you're at Ryerson, um, there's, yeah, if you're not using windows you're more likely to be like get like the, the look the look um i did not think that ryerson ryerson mac users get flamed it's more not you like know. um it's obviously more of like a light-hearted joke that's, thing that's but it's just yeah. <laughs> Rune's like, oh, okay so i get real well i'm on a windows machine right now as we speak but <laughs> Um, no, I think uh, applies to something that applies to that they said to me that I'm 99% sure also applies to computer science. They just have um, they told us beforehand they just had like uh, specification like suggestions. Like they said, you should we suggest your laptop has 18 gigs of RAM. We suggest you have 256 gigs of SSD storage. So they didn't really say like what well, laptop specifically, but going into your program. They usually give you suggestions um, as to what your laptop should have. 
for Ryerson? I don't, maybe there was, maybe I just wasn't listening. Um, that's totally possible. Uh, but there wasn't like any heavy reinforcement. Maybe there was if you went to orientation. I did not go to orientation. Um, but um, it's not like having a laptop itself isn't a heavy requirement at Ryerson because our labs are always open. And um, you get a lot of like benefits for being a CS student with all the tech. Yeah. All the tech at Ryerson. We get printer credits at Ryerson if you're a CS student. I have like 40 bucks left on that thing, dude. Damn. <laughs> so you guys can use a printer for free as much as you want? Yeah, like they give, they preload like $40 for us. And then like, if you're like a business student, you're going to have to um, pay. Um, that is crazy. Yeah. So being yeah. a computer science student at Ryerson is luxury, top tier. Yeah, I don't, I didn't use their color printer without, without a worry, dude. Oh, damn. So, uh, or, yeah, mm -hmm. I was, I cut Sorry? the rune off there. No, no, I was going to move on to the next question. I'm more than willing to continue. Oh, shoot. I am so sorry. Let's go move on. No, no, it's it's really on. Uh, Abby, no one cares. Abby, no one cares what you respond to. I'm joking. Yeah, Abby, go ahead. I'm so sorry. I just sorry. shed a tear. I just shed a quick tear. <laughs> um, if it's for the um, how did I adapt that home question, pretty much a lot of things similar to what Stephanie said. We're in computer science. As long as we have our laptops, we're pretty much good. We can like, survive anywhere. Put us anywhere and give us Wi-Fi, and we're kind of good. Uh, the main uh, issue, I guess, the main uh, difference, I guess, I had was like with my math-centric courses. I was uh, CS. I mean, like university math is a bit more complicated, and so it's all shifting towards online. Did make it a bit tougher, but also a bit a bit more pros too, because like there's benefits and downsides to online education. The really good benefit is that. It's all online. You can do it whenever you want to, and you could always like, keep replaying videos and everything. That was really good because, like, normally in class, my professor says something, and I'll be like, "I have no idea what you just said. I'm just gonna copy it down because I cannot afford to not copy this out and lose marks on this thing." So it'll be like that. But since it's all online, it kind of makes lectures become a bit more easier to handle. You could always play it on like times two speed when you know, like, when you're like already know content, or um, you can always put it at a bit slower speed. And as Stephanie mentioned, there's always like the added benefit of, you know, kind of squirming past the rules a bit here and there for certain assignments because it's all online. We don't talk about this. <laughs> uh, that was a complete joke, by the way. Uh, that like, never happens. Uh, it's the case. We don't do uh, that. Yeah. We don't do that. Just for the record, we are honest students Come who do our work crazy. and follow the rules. Stephanie, totally. Right? <laughs> Stephanie, like, totally. Really? You real about that one, Chief? I don't know if you... For the record. <laughs> Moving on. Take your <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much it, I guess. The overall, it's been a pretty easy change, right? It's not too big of an issue. It is a bit different, as Stephanie mentioned. The main issue, I guess, is just like the idea of getting up for school is gone. There's no longer like I can wake up five minutes before class or like half of my collections are on Twitch for some reason. On Twitch of all things, Wait, right? What? So I was like, <laughs> yes, um, my lectures this was on Twitch and I'm like, Okay, I'm watching my lectures, but all my other favorite streamers are streaming. I'm like, what do I want to do right now? I'm in my bed. <laughs> that I'm is, like, that uh... is very crazy, but cool at the same time. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I'm, I'm not in that far of a boat either. My labs are held on Twitch. Bro, what? That is so, a, uh, it's a struggle. Wild. I'm kind of jealous. Struggle. I want to have my labs and classes on Twitch. It's I not. Know. Don't, don't. You got to, like, hide all your following lists. <laughs> yeah, simple Zoom plus. Oh. 
it's hilarious because you see oh, the entire chat going pog 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 to pog pog <laughs> like oh my god happy hands chat w i'm like oh goodness it's hilarious but yeah overall i guess as long as like the main thing i guess i'll recommend for at home environment just like discipline like you got to make sure like when you study you study keep your mind on it because it's really really easy to get distracted as Stephanie said i usually have my blanket on half the time i'm on my chair sitting down so like i can't like you know like want to take a break more often that type of stuff but as long as you get that sub discipline in and like continue like how how keep how about track of your priorities to be honest and you'll be good no you say you mentioning that you can literally wake up 5 minutes before your class it has its pros and cons because I, the good thing obviously mm-hmm. what's pretty obvious is that you can roll out of bed straight into class I but i feel like it's also a, a con that you don't get to go to class or that that little morning exercise even just walking to the class mm-hmm. or having that it takes away from having that discipline like you just said of knowing that okay i have to wake up like half an hour before class mm-hmm. have breakfast and go to class that kind of makes your it has a routine it gives you a routine for the day because if you you won't have you won't necessarily have 8 a.m. classes every single day of the week some days you mm-hmm. might have 10 10 a.m. classes some day you might have 11 a.m. classes or in the morning so something that's happened to me which i really have to struggle to fix and make sure i don't do is on the days i had 8 a.m. classes i'll wake up at like 7:50 on the days i have 10 a.m. classes i'll wake up at 9:50 so i didn't have exactly. a set routine and mm-hmm. not having that set routine it can really mess up from really mess up your schedule and take away those precious hours in the morning where you could be doing something productive. So that's one I, of the biggest cons that I think, I think all of us have to overcome. I think I speak for me and stuff when I say being a commuter um and having a morning class. Like you don't have a morning the morning routine is getting there on time. I would wake up at <laughs> like 7:45 for an 8:00 class and I'd be like, "All right, so I got to take the car." I got to go down the highway 120 120 let's go <laughs> and that's what I had the car if I didn't have the car I'm just like all right I missed class like that's it because you can't get there on time but then people yeah. like all in class like oh my god I woke up 5 minutes before this and I'm like oh sorry how's that I was like oh no <laughs> but yeah it's very stressful hard stuff as um, a point bold of you to assume that like every one of us attend classes at all though um <laughs> honestly for, okay i will i i've said this story many times but in first year first semester i had a 13 hour day like mm. that's more than half the day i don't know if you can do math but that's more than half the day uh, yeah. um that is because that is because my mom would always wake me up on time and like i i would have to get to my 8 a.m. class and it's a 1.5 hour commute and i would always get there half an hour early because if if the winter comes by and locks me at spadina again i will cry my eyes out that's a different story but yeah i would always go to every class in person but now that um the pandemic has happened i the last time i've attended like an actual lecture that's not like a mandatory lab was probably the first day of second semester. <laughs> oh um I've been sleeping at a nice 8 to 10 a.m. consistently mm-hmm. every day. Oh, so goodness. I 11. I'm not awake for most of my classes. 
And that's a benefit though, because it's all, yeah, all yeah. recorded, right? Yo, it's it gives no, not all of them are recorded. They're, they're no, not. No, I have, oh, I have really? a prof. Yeah, I have a prof that just like just real different guys. Just understand that. Listen, there's I was one of my props. She records the lectures, but she's like, "Am I gonna post it? No, it's just for my purposes, for moderation." For <laughs> so then, Why you did this? Um, uh, I'm gonna let you oh in on a little God. secret that I shouldn't be um, exposing. Um, but there's there's a guy named Obama in our Discord program, um, this mm. server, and he records all of the lectures. Um, real one, shout out Obama. <laughs> shout out to Obama, <laughs> the real um, Obama. <laughs> and um. <laughs> And like recently, uh, last night he dropped he dropped a big mega file of just uh -huh. um everything that's gonna be on the exam, and I'm just kind of like, damn, thanks Obama. I think I'm gonna <laughs> do this. Thank you, Obama. Oh you god. are real. Oh my god. Um, I I'm not. That's funny. I'm not advocating for recording your teachers your prof lectures without their consent. Yeah. But um, I'm I'm only. I'm I just know only the students will find their ways. Students will find it. Like, I can't tell you. I can't that. tell you how to get your textbooks. I'm. I'm not going to tell you how I got my textbooks. But, <laughs> but it was that discounted. Is, it was heavily. It was heavily discounted. It was heavily. 100% off, maybe. <laughs> heavily, my wallet did not feel any pain discounted. Oh man. Um, Harja, take us uh, home with the last question that we have for our wonderful guest today. All right. Overall, how's your experience been at your respective universities? We've kind of touched upon this whenever we talk about our universities, but maybe if you were to like summarize it like in a chunk, in a chunky phrase, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Go for Have it. you go for it? I'm going to call one of you guys out. You guys cannot decide who's gonna go first. So I'm gonna just look at each other like, are you gonna go first? Yeah, you got to go first. Uh okay, so my experience at Wilder has been pretty good. Uh there's a lot of misconceptions, like I guess. My main issue I had with that at first was like I I I like basically drama and the prestige of it. I got I intimidated myself from Waterloo because of this prestige. I got scared of it. I mentioned this a few times, right? But like everyone, like having you, you hear all those rumors, like oh my god, people fail this university. Oh my god, people dropped out. Everyone's stressed always at Waterloo, right? It, it really sets a certain tone when you first go into class on the first day, right? It really makes you feel like oh, I really don't belong here. Maybe oh, it's probably a fluke that I got here. And so my experience started off as kind of shaky when it came to Waterloo, but honestly you soon realize that every, a lot of other people are in the same boat as you. Like I walked in first, I was intimidated as hell. Like, yo, all you guys are probably better than me. I don't know anything at all. But then I realized everyone else is feeling the exact same way. They're in the exact same position. So it's really kind of comforting, but it's also like, it just kind of gets rid of all that prestige. I really want to like emphasize, emphasize that fact. Like, yo, hey, at the end of the day, you're just another student and you're just at another university. You're just there to learn, try to make most of your experience. And yeah, it's like, honestly, just have fun. Because if you don't, it's just gonna, the time is going to fly by so fast. You're just going to look back and be like, yeah, what did I really do? Like, if you look back, you're not going to remember those, uh, like, late night just studying by yourself in your room or something. You're going to look back at memories, time you spent with friends, times you actually had fun, that type of stuff. So just have fun. But, yeah, when it comes to experience, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm happy that I made a lot of good friends. I'm happy that I connected to a lot of cool, amazing people. Happy that I met Chris Hadfield that one time, which was like an amazing experience for me. You met Chris Hadfield um, too? 
At Waterloo, yeah. Bro. When was this? Yo, he when was you guys there at a Waterloo. Hmm? Yo, when you guys said that for the first time, I thought y'all were talking about Chris Hansen from <laughs> from from <laughs> Catch a Predator. I'm like, wow, he met. Me. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> like... No, the astronaut. Oh my god. Wait, I mean, uh, wait. But... I, I'm actually curious now. After after Steph goes uh, for her thing, I want to hear. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But like, you know, aside from that, like a lot of there's a lot of cool people at Waterloo. What I really love about the about Waterloo, aside from its call program, of course, is its community. Like you're always surrounded by people who like really are striving to do their best, like go beyond, right? That's like the entire thing. You see people who are like thinking about startups and people who are like thinking about like cool ways to innovate and everything. And if you take it the wrong way, it could be demoralizing, but also if you take it the right way, if you're a bit competitive, you kind of feel like uplifted, like, okay, I wanna I wanna do better than this. I wanna accomplish this and that type of stuff. And so it's a really fun community to be a part of. And yeah, overall, I like it. I'm excited for the next few years to come. Can't, I would, can't wait to make the most out of it. Hopefully, we can go back in person. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> We're missing out so much. All right, uh, Steph, tell us how's your experience been at Ryerson so far? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that, that um... says it all. <laughs> yeah um okay um if we talk about my first year my experience has at ryerson has been sleep deprivation and a lot of commuting um second year it's me sleeping through all my classes so that's bad but in general the experience at ryerson is actually like really nice like sure ryerson isn't really known for much per se compared to other unis like i think if you think of ryerson the only thing you really know about it is that it's called rye hot um it's not wrong but um, the experience is actually really good. Um, I guess I'll, I'll touch on this really briefly, but in my software engineering class this semester, I was uh, one of my group members was a former student at another university that shall not be named. Um, but they transferred over to Ryerson. And one of the things that they mentioned in our really um, not on task topics, um, but he was talking about like how good this how nice the student life at ryerson is and i can vouch for that um they were talking about like how like sure we're not like maybe not everyone is like heavy into like their academics or whatever but the student life is like really strong and like there's a lot of different support groups and stuff and like it's just a really pleasant experience and i think it does add that to the fact that we're ryerson is placed in the heart of downtown right like it's in it's like right next to young dundas we stretch from young dundas all the way to college station so like a really big um really bustling part of the city um there are pros there are cons i have seen ambulances um people being you know rolled into the ambulance a couple times i won't really talk about that though um but the student life is like really nice in the first year there was actually an event that the cscu the computer science course union at ryerson um, they held uh, a pub night for first years. So mm. basically, if you were a student at Ryerson and you were in the CS program, you go to the specific pub, you'd be given free food. I think you get drinks too. And there was a Mario Kart tournament. Um, it was, I, I couldn't go because my mom was expecting me home and I was trying to be a good child. But um, <laughs> I really wanted to go. Um, I also didn't have anyone else to go because it was like, really late and um, all of my friends are also really good students um, who want, don't want to disappoint their parents uh, it's <laughs> it's really pleasant though and like 
one of the buildings that probably everyone at Bridges is well or knows well is um well enough at least is the student learning center slc the slc and that is the heart of rye high if i say if i do say so myself um it's it's a really like people like somehow the ryerson slc is a place where students can both study and just hang out very well like yeah. there's also we also it's also connected to the library and like this cursed building at Ryerson called Kerr Hall, but I won't. <laughs> I won't well, talk Steph's about frozen. that. Okay, okay. Steph's I mean, I wasn't frozen. I was just kind of thinking about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's if you want a really good student life, Ryerson is a really good school, despite maybe um, how little you may know or how. Well, we're known for Rye High, and, and again, um, they're not wrong when they call us Rye High. I've probably gagged a little too many times outside of the SLC, but it's really pleasant. And the CS co-op program is actually really good. Um, the, like the support there is really good. We actually have therapy dogs as events sometimes, like if you want, like, and there are places where you could just nap during exam season. Well, this is in person, obviously, but like it's cool. it's really cool. There are like therapy dogs, and I wanted to meet them, but I just realized I had class, and I'm, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> that sounds. You know what? Right. If if you're into if you're going into Ryerson Computer Science, just know your schedules are never gonna look nice at all. Like think about my 13 hour days. It's never gonna look nice. <laughs> Tell them the truth, Steph. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really uh, want to add something. Um, so uh, well, basically, Steph was saying, I want to add on to that. Like, there are always like lots of clubs and those, like really cool, fun events going on in university. And like, what I, uh, you probably hear this a lot, but like university is really what you make out of it. If you don't go to anything, just like stay at home, like just study all day, you're not going to have too much fun. Like, yeah, you get good marks, but you're not going to have too much fun in a sense, right? But like, there are so many cool and fun things happening. So honestly, yo, try it out, get involved here and then it's honestly going to like multiply your Student like but so much you're gonna love it but like yeah i really just want to mention that you know no i agree a lot 100 agree because like if you don't you're missing on a, like you can meet a bunch of incredible people like and like it'd be so much fun so just yeah. take the risk do it you might not want to at first you might feel like oh a bit nervous maybe i won't be welcome yeah. but trust me you will be welcome everyone everyone just another student right just don't yeah. think don't like yeah. demean yourself in any way don't be like oh i, I probably won't fit in or anything they're just all students not gonna like attack you or anything just have fun <laughs> you'll be fine yeah and yeah make and, the uh, most out of it the university is meant to be enjoyed right don't totally kill yourself agree. over it totally agree with you and even you mentioning special meeting incredible people i want you to know your story now <laughs> <laughs> oh my how god. did you think this that feels it was really funny. Oh my god! So I was I was finishing class. I think it was my math classes, right? And one of my friends would reach out to me like, "Yo, hey, you want to go meet Chris Hadfield?" I'm like, "What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, Chris Hadfield? Yeah. How can yeah. I meet him?" And so he's like, "Yo, my friend's in the uh, what do you call it, astronomy program, and he's there giving a guest lecture." I'm like, "No way! You're kidding me!" And so he basically yeah. he told me, like, "Yo, let's run, let's run to their class real quick before he was leaving." And so only the astronomy kids were allowed to actually like see him, right? And then we were just like, we like ran full speed after, after a math class, like running. And then we finally got there and everyone was like, no, wait, uh, you can't meet him anymore. He's done, he's done, he's done, he's done, he's done, right? But then yeah. thankfully he was leaving, right? And then he saw us and then we were all like, like you know, like those uh, fanboy type of kids, like standing like, hey, picture, picture, please, picture, please. And so we're like, yo, please. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's wow. like, you know what? 
come in, come in. And so he like he literally put us around his arms and like we're just like, you know, taking a bunch of pictures with him, talking about random stuff. It was amazing. It was really My fun. story really is verbatim literally the exact same thing. My oh story, my I was in class in a calc lecture. My friend was sitting right next to me. He has a friend who's in the aviation program. And yeah. she messaged him saying Chris Hatfield's doing a guest lecture with the aviation kids. So my story oh is like my sounds God. exactly the same as yours. And he met, he tells me, he's just like, Chris Hatfield's doing a guest lecture in QNC, which is on the other side of campus. So yeah. we were like, screw the calc lecture. We're leaving 20 minutes before the lecture ends. We sprinted all the way to QNC. We see a bunch of people outside. We're like, shit, we missed it. He let, like, the lecture is over. We yeah. went inside though. And he's there alone, right near the door with like his security oh. guy. So it's just him and us two and his security guy. And we're yeah. like, he's going to take a picture. They're going to take a picture. I even, I think I showed you the picture too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And yeah, we were gassed. I didn't know you met Chris Hatfield though. I'm surprised. <laughs> that was fun. That was really fun. I thought I was yeah. Chris Hatfield's favorite University of Water student. <laughs> he's there quite a bit, so I'm not sure. So it's pretty common for like people to see him because he's um, an adjunct professor with the university. Yeah. So he's there quite a bit. But yeah, he's a legend. Cool. The only person I like remotely met that was like well known was um, a politician that just kind of appeared outside of the SLC randomly one day, and I'm just kind of like, oh, <laughs> oh, and, like I'm trying to walk into the it was Jagmeet Singh. He was just kind of there, oh, and there's like a crowd of people, and I was just kind of like walking to the SLC, and then Andrew's like, "Wait, Jagmeet Singh's there," and I'm like, "Huh?" <laughs> I turn around and like there's a crowd of people, like I'm up the steps, I can see him, and I'm like, "Oh." Okay, I'm going to the SLC now. <laughs> and, anyway, did you take a picture with him? Yo, there was a crowd. Of, there were reporters and students around him. There was no. I would oh, break okay. trying to get in there. Although, I, <laughs> do I have any other stories? No. Have you ever? Have you guys ever had like a fire alarm go off during an exam? I have. Very funny. I think not, I not have, yet. I've had Un- unfortunately not. I feel like that would be great. <laughs> no, it wasn't that great. That like I don't remember. I guess I'll. I, I just brought this up really randomly. It's like a tangent, but I just kind of remembered it. I was in the middle of writing like my myth and literature exam. The fire alarm goes off and then everyone's just kind of lo- looking up like, are we going to leave? And then my, my teacher, my prof's just like, everyone just sit down, keep working on your exams. And so we're just, like, oh, okay. we just keep working. We just keep working. Then we like hear some noise outside. It's the fireman. And we're just like, keep working. We just keep working. That actually... The fact that that happened, it just reminded me of what I learned in psychology. I believe it's called groupthink, where like if everyone in the room is thinking the same way and like no one's react to the alarm, everyone's just gonna keep doing their own thing. Like that's what the term is called. Even <laughs> yeah, <I'm> stressed because <laughs> like there's, like the, the alarm just kept yeah just kept blaring and we're just kind of like that's working annoying, and, and then the prof is just like everyone just calm down, sit down, and I'm just like okay, we'll keep working. Then I had in my um. I think the alarm still might have been. No, I think it stopped in the middle of the exam. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember going to the washroom and then leaving and talking to my friends like, "What was that?" That's kind of. <laughs> I feel like what that's unfair that? though, because like an alarm is going off while you're trying to write an exam. I feel like that's kind of. No, but we uh, our our um lecture hall that we we're writing in was right next to the exit. That's probably why. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Wow. Although. Uh... Yeah. What a lengthy yeah. podcast episode. <laughs> Honestly, Which... hands on my favorite episodes I've recorded so far. Um, <laughs> when you have part Parja, do you have anything to to add? It's it's getting it was 
bright. I had my lights off. It was bright in my room when we started recording, and all my lamp is on. It's getting it's like dark outside. <laughs> and we're finishing this episode. Um, oh my god! Harja, final thoughts. Anything else to add? I just want to say thank you to Abby and Stephanie for being here. You know, honestly, this is yeah. again like Farouk said. I've actually really enjoyed. Actually, makes it sound like I didn't enjoy the other ones. I didn't enjoy the other ones. But I thoroughly enjoyed. Recording <laughs> so I can be honest. I feel like the audience exposed. <laughs> the fact that we're also getting some practice, becoming like recording podcasts, inside with these amazing people that we've had, who are great conversationalists with us today, like cherry on top. Yeah, mm. cool. it was our pleasure. <laughs> Chick Fil A, my pleasure. <laughs> Chick Fil A. <my> pleasure. <laughs> Oh, Chick Fil A! You're not Wonderland. We have to say my pleasure. Oh my God, it was so annoying. <laughs> oh, no. like, you can't say you're welcome. You have to say my pleasure. Oh my God. But yeah, that's that's yeah. for that's story for another time. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, just another thing I want to add: next episode we have an exciting guest coming on, so be sure to tune in for that episode. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you so much again, Steph and Abby, for tuning into. Uh, taking the time out of your busy schedules. We know you guys have exams, so we won't hold you guys any longer. You guys can go study. <laughs> um, it was really amazing talking to you guys today, honestly. Perfect podcast. Like Talked about the important stuff, the deep dives into actual real student life and talking about your programs, you guys giving us the insights on your programs. Honestly, amazing conversation. One of my favorite conversations we've had so far on this podcast. Um, so thank you so much for coming and talking to us. Uh, for our listeners, uh, check us out on Instagram. We are at Bridges to Uni. Check us out on TikTok at Bridges to Uni. Sign up for our newsletters. Uh, check us out at Bridges to Uni.com. There you can sign up for our newsletters and see a bunch of other stuff that we're doing, upcoming events and whatnot. And yeah, this is Bridges to University podcast signing out. Thank you guys for tuning in. Take care. Later. Peace.